Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. It's Tuesday, December 11th, and we are live again from Barcelona at HP Discover, bringing you a full day's discussion about the latest in technology coming from this conference. Um, yesterday was a fantastic three hours of live cast from Intel and industry experts, and today should be no different. I'm Allison Klein, and of course, this is Chip Chat. Our first guest is here today, uh, Breen Madden, Market Development Manager uh, from our uh, Shannon office in Ireland. Welcome. That's correct. Thanks very much. Great. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Breen, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about communications infrastructure on ChipChat, and um, we actually had Peter Torre on the show yesterday talking about uh, what is the latest in terms of technology trends. You work in this space as well, so why don't you just describe a little bit about your role at Intel and, and what you're aiming to do with our communications infrastructure uh, customers. Okay, thanks. Um, so, so um, my team in EMEA, um, we work for the Communications and Storage Infrastructure Group, and we, we essentially work on customer engagement strategies and technology innovation with our key customers in Europe. Now, our customers in Europe span across section of what Intel's customers are. So we have communication service providers, telecom equipment manufacturers, and then a broad ecosystem of enablers as well, such as ISVs. So when you look at uh, this space, and you know, we've been talking about um, SDN and NFE for a long time on ShipChat. I think we, st we introduced the topic earlier this year at Mobile World Congress. Um, give us a sense of, of the change uh, that these technologies represent to this industry and why uh, this innovation is so critical at this point. That's a, that's a really, really good question, Alison. And, and there's, there's many reasons for the change. Um, if you take the data center perspective, for instance, to start with, um, there's a huge growth and, and demand on data. And how that data is computed and, and moved and stored is, is a question that's front and center on, on everybody from your enterprise IT to your CIOs all the way through to your service providers who provide the network infrastructure to, to make those data centers talk between each other right. are, are within the data center itself. So from a CSIG perspective, as you know, we're advocating a, a, um, a strategy based on software-defined infrastructure, which essentially has, has three facets to it. The first one, as you mentioned there, which is network function virtualization. Second one is uh, software-defined networking. And then the third is software-defined storage. And these buzzwords are, are used an awful lot in our industry at the moment, but um, our customers are coming to us um, every day and saying, hey, Intel, you, you've got this amazing experience in virtualization in the data center over the past 10 years. Can you bring some of that IT know-how to the network? And how can you help us you know, create amazing solutions that, that really can, can benefit us in the long term and our business? So when you look at this um, from a standpoint of, of telco, mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit about how telco adopts new technologies versus the traditional enterprise data centers that, that we talk about more on this show. And, and what are the specific challenges there? And then what is Intel's role in bringing these technologies out and getting them adopted? Okay, so, so let me answer the first part first. <laughs> and so um, te telecommunication service providers generally um, have long validation cycles on, on technology. Um, they also have based a lot of their networks on proprietary uh, software and hardware. So for them to move, it's, it's a big bit of a mindset change. It's much, much, it seems to be much, much easier in the data center. 
But in EMEA, because based in Barcelona, we're in Barcelona today, but in EMEA, we have four of the top seven service providers worldwide. We have three of the leading TEMs worldwide. And over the past 18 months or so, there's been a lot of communication across the industry with regards to how can we organize technology better. In other words, how can we standardize on, on, on standard high volume service, for instance? How can we understand what the requirements are from a technology perspective to really, really go and, and, and define what that NFV or SDI horizon is going to be like. Um, just to give you an example, and, and you, you may know this already, but there's a group called the Etsy NFV. Uh, it's an industry solutions group that was born about 18, 19 months ago. Um, we started off as being a group of, of technologists from some of the service providers in EMEA and, and, and abroad who, who wanted to come together and, and say, hey, you know, if we work together around something like NFV and define well, what are the typical use cases here, and then as an, as an industry, we can move much, much faster. And, and that group has moved from essentially a, a 20, 30 person um, smaller group from 18 months ago to nearly 120 members spanning OEMs, telecom equipment manufacturers, the ecosystem, service providers, and, and of course, Intel as part of that as well. So, you know, it starts with the, the, you know, the ground leveling of how is the technology actually going to work, standard setting. Mm -hmm. At some point, products have to come into play. And Intel just recently had a pretty uh, important announcement in the comm space. Sandra Rivera, your colleague, was on talking about it on ChipChat. But why don't you bring the audience up to speed on what that was about? So, so that's yeah, and so we, we just launched a product called Highland Forest, which is our third generation uh, communications platform. Essentially targeted at, um, at uh, functions like NFV and, and SDI, but to understand the platform today, you need to understand where we've come from. And, and the platform today um, offers, you know, performance up to 255 million packets per second. But if you talk to me five or six years ago, Alison, you know, we were only hitting a fraction, a tiny, tiny fraction of that performance. So this is our third generation. Um, communications platform, as I said, and it's pairing um, Xeon E5, so server class um, CPUs with our communications chipset, codenamed Coletta Creek, which offers that, that extra performance, as we say, for certain applications that require that level of performance within our industry. So, Sabrina, the one question that I have is, you know, you talk about the, the change moving slowly in telco, um, the, the massive increase in performance that these platforms represent, obviously, by building them on industry standard hardware, you get um, efficiency there as well in terms of cost. Um, what is changing in what the telcos are trying to do with their networks that are getting them interested in actually taking on this change? Because obviously, this is not an industry that would take on change unless there's a driving force in their underlying business. Absolutely. And, and the the, the, the way the, the way that I, I, I'd approach this is a, is a conversation I had with a CIO of a of a of a service provider earlier on today, who said to me, um, Breen, when when I leave my role as a CIO, the next person who's going to take my role is going to have a business major. Really, what's happening? The end goal for for a lot of these initiatives is, you know, how do we find new revenue streams, new business models within our industry to to make more money? Um, essentially, at the moment, telcos are basing the revenue streams on on data and voice. And the end users now are looking for, you know, much better services, much better applications on their, on their smartphone, for instance, and they're demanding a better quality of service and a better user experience. So what's changing in the industry is the shift from that CapEx, OpEx, and voice and data to a more augmented services type business model in the future. Now, 
to, to, there is no one answer to what that business model is. And if, if you walk around HP Discover here this week, everybody's asking the same question, which is, well, what's that defined end, end goal? But we believe that there is monetization efficiencies of data based on IA in the future. So when you standardize on standard high volume servers plus deploy um, capabilities like software-defined infrastructure, you, you, you set your business up to have the ability to go and monetize that data in the future. And when we, we talk about NFE, you know, we talk, we were talking about our products for standards, then our products, these will show up in our customers' products. You call them out as the TEMs. Explain what TEMs are, and then uh, talk a little bit about what we do with them to help deliver solutions to the market. Uh, fantastic, yeah, so TEMs are telecom equipment manufacturers, and they're, they're the equipment manufacturers that provide the infrastructure for the service providers to deliver the services to their end users. And, um, and in EMEA, we, we have Ericsson, we have Alcatelus, and Anoki Solutions and Networks, who are three of the leading TEMs. So we, we were working with, with, with NSN, Nokia Solutions and Networks, on a, 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 a way of applying some IA um, server technology into their base stations. And you have to remember, base station is where all these smartphones and end users will connect to, right? So it's the first port of call into the network. And they said, well, if we could bring some IT capability to our, our, our base stations in the, in the, in the, in the shape of, of IA, you know, could that bring us that service capability, you know, increased service capability to our end users? And we said, absolutely, we'll work with you on that. And, and we worked on, on a, a, a program called the Flexi Server, which we, we, we helped them to design a server blade that sits in the base station. And, um, and for Intel, you know, this is amazing because it's, it's all, IA, all Intel technology from the CPU complex through to the I.O., through to, to the media and the storage that's been used in it. And, and just recently, um, NSN announced had a joint announcement with South Korea Telecom, where they did the first proof of concept based on this on this technology. And to give you an example of what this technology could be used for, there is um, a, a, a technology called augmented reality, where people believe as a service, if you're an end user and you walk, let's say, past a building in a, in a, in a city you don't know, and you're able to put your smartphone up towards that building and press a button, it can tell you what's in that building. It might be a restaurant, and you might want to book a, a table in that restaurant. So with augmented reality, you have the ability to go and do that. And that's all predicated by having this IT infrastructure, this IA-based IT infrastructure in the base station. So what, when you look out into 2014 and beyond, what do you see as the next big step for NFE in terms of actual adoption? Yeah, so, so, for, so the standardization across the, the industry is very, very important. Um, and, and as I mentioned earlier, the Etsy NFE um, Industry Solutions Group is working on about nine different use cases where they're, they're trying to define what, what those requirements are. Over the next two, three years, you'll see adoption by some of the, the bleeding edge um, technology adopters within the, in, within, the, within the industry, and you'll see more proof of concepts going into commercial trial hopefully in the next two years. Um, we're actively involved with, with all our service providers at the moment on, on, on certain proof of concepts based on these use cases. Um, so it's a very exciting time to be in, and there will be change. It is called network transformation for a reason. You know, networks do transform. But again, the ultimate end goal here is to create a very, very efficient network and, 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 and other ways to monetize the data based on that network. When we look at Intel architecture starting to enter these base stations, as you described with Nokia Siemens, um, what is the potential for convergence between telecom and data center? And is there a benefit uh, in having Intel architecture across those two spheres? There, there, there's a benefit for having Intel architecture from the smartphone all the way into the data center. Having a single architecture across the network 
across the data center. It just makes things a lot easier from a technology adoption perspective. What we are seeing is um, a convergence of the enterprise IT cloud and the network cloud, and we hear this all the time, that a lot of the applications that would um, traditionally be placed on the network, on the edge of the network, for instance, potentially can be brought back into the data center. And that brings a lot more efficiency from a management and an orchestration perspective as well. And software defined infrastructure then helps as the framework for that because it, it gives you that interop interoperability plus the management to, to go and manage all these different applications in a very, very seamless fashion. So let's get to storage. It's the other area in your organization. Um, you mentioned software defined storage earlier, you know, another person on the show yesterday talk, talked about intelligent storage and tiering of storage. When you look at um, what Intel is doing in this space, it seems like it breaks down into two different classes of products, controllers and, and drives. Um, but, you know, that doesn't sound very sexy, but when, when you talk about tiering of storage, um, why is that so important? And, and what is driving that change? So you're the second person in 48 hours to say to me the storage wasn't sexy, but okay. So for, from my perspective, there's a couple of things happening in, in the storage industry in general, right? There, we look at storage and traditionally we, we think of storage as media, you know, the, right. the hard drives and how they're controlled. But, but it, with the exponential growth of data on the network and in the data centers, this, all this media, all this data has to be stored somewhere. And if we continue the way we are going with our traditional storage approach, um, and just basically growing out a data center with more media, more storage, it becomes unsustainable. The other thing that's happening at the moment is the growth in unstructured data versus structured data. And unstructured data could be, a, let's say, a tweet, for instance. It could be a certain video download stream. And, the, and, and it's the unstructured data is, is, is the problem, right? The problem is how do you manage all this unstructured data and how do you use big data and analytics to, to get you know, some sort of reality on, on, on what that data is all about. So what, what we do with storage or what we do with data, the whole idea is changing and it's evolving. And, and in Intel, our, our storage strategy is, is, is formed around three, three words. First, one, first word is transition, second one is transform and third is innovate. Um, and from a traditional perspective, you mentioned there about distributed data. There's a, there is a trend in the industry at the moment to move the data into a distributed manner, which gives us, I, I suppose, the basic plumbing, as I would call it, to move to a software-defined storage type environment. And software-defined storage and software-defined networking are very, very similar in some ways. But for me, the major elements of SDS are essentially abstraction of the hardware from the software to provide that flexibility, aggregation of all the different provider solutions that are out there, provisioning, which is an essential part of, of, of a storage strategy from a software-defined storage perspective, and then an orchestration and management of, of that. And it's the last part is probably, at the moment, the most difficult from a transitional perspective because you have a lot of vendors that have their own storage solutions in a data center, and most data centers would have multiple vendors providing a storage solution. So to get to a a reality of a software-defined storage um, data center, for instance, you need to be able to manage and unify all of these. So that's what we're going to try and do from a transformational perspective of software-defined storage. So when all this happens, and this is the big thing, when all the magic happens, Alison, you get to the stage where customers can then look at, well, how can I use my data better? How can I monetize my data better? How can I get more efficient CapEx spends in future generations? So therefore, the issue that we have about unstructured data becomes a non-issue because we, we have these layers within, within our storage solutions that can go and manage this data. When we look at the, when we look at the uh, 
tiering. Yeah. It seems like there would be different technology needs in each of those tiers. You know, I think that if you look at a hot storage environment, you want the fastest SSDs, you want incredible intelligence in terms of uh, deliver, you know, being able to deliver that storage wherever you want it. When you look at cold storage, maybe not so much. Maybe you want the lightest lift possible. How is Intel approaching that from a product perspective? Yeah, so 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 we're we're, we're in the process of defining um, a, a, a roadmap of of solutions for to to, to to answer the question that you just had there. And you're you're absolutely right. There are different requirements for hot, cold, and cool and warm storage, right? So from our perspective, we're 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 looking at at software-defined infrastructure as the overarching umbrella, let's say, for our our storage solutions going forward. We're also looking at um, at our media technology as well to see well is there way of maybe offering more intelligence with our media for certain types of storage applications. So all of this is, is in planning and we're, we're working through it at the moment, but we're, we're pretty excited to be able to offer solutions that will will hit those different tiers within storage as well and, you know, and, and create a much more broader portfolio of storage solutions going forward. So we're at HP Discover and um, you know, lots of discussions going on at this event. Can you bring a flavor of what you've experienced uh, thus far to the audience? Any highlights that you'd want to talk about? I, uh, so, for, from my perspective, I, I walk around here and I, I walk into every stand and I see so much innovation. And it's innovation that I've never seen before, the scale I've never seen before. Uh, and it's, it's exciting to be part of that. Um, it's the subjects that we've just talked about, NFV, software-defined storage, these are all subjects that HP are looking at in, in a very focused manner, and, and we're, we work very closely with HP on an ongoing basis, um, both both at a worldwide level, but also in EMEA we have a HP Intel Solution Center, which is based in Grenoble in France, where we've just um, validated a center of excellence for NFV. So our customers and HP's customers can come along in a secure cloud environment, you know, work and you know uh, work solutions with HP and Intel look at testing HP and Intel hardware for NFE, for instance. And this is something that we've done over the years with other workloads and with other initiatives within Intel. So it's very exciting to be doing this with NFE as well. Nice. You know, one thing that we didn't talk about, and, and I, it, we would be remiss in not talking about, you just brought it up, uh, in my mind, is the Network Builders Program. Ah, uh, yes. And, and how that fits into how we're going to accelerate products um, to, to market. Can you tell us a little bit about Network Builders and, and its intention? Yeah, so, and, and again, I'll refer back to the data center to start with, because in the data center, when when a lot of these cloud deployments were happening, you know, the cloud guys in Intel said, hey, we need to have an ecosystem. We need to work with an ecosystem to really accelerate the adoption of cloud in the data center, and they formed the Intel Cloud Builders. So from our perspective in CSIG, we looked at NFV and, and SDI, and we said, well, we have a very broad ecosystem of of um, software vendors, of OEMs, and of customers that really want to um, uh, re really want to innovate on, on NFE. So we launched NFE, we launched Network Builders, Internet Builders at IDF this year, and essentially it's a focused development ecosystem where members of the ecosystem can develop reference architecture with Intel and with the broad ecosystem. And the idea being there is that you take those reference architectures and you can build solutions from them. So it's very, very exciting. We've, I think, up to 30 members at the moment. Uh, we, have an we have a presence on the Intel.com website. Please check it out, the network builders. And uh, it's, it's, it's the first step in, 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 in a process of really, really developing a broad ecosystem strategy around initiatives like NFV and SDI. Breen, thanks so much for being on the program today. 
My pleasure. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Uh, great education on NFE and what's going on in the industry. Um, we will be back in 10 minutes with our next interview.